welcome to the third and final episode of The Circle, unofficial podcast, but just for this week, fear not. We are back next week with more interviews with some of the Circle contestants from last year. And if you haven't listened this week, we started off the week on Monday with a very open and honest chat with Tim. I'm laughing because I think I've said open and honest every time I mentioned the chat with Tim. But it was, it was open and honest. So I don't know what else to say. And then we followed that with a lovely chat with Brooke. And I do say lovely a lot. And when I'm like listening back to these podcasts, I'm like, lovely is one of my favorite phrases. I just think it's lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And then today we have Mama Bear herself, Jan. So I never got to talk to Jan last year. Um, So I was delighted to be able to pick up with her this time and see all her thoughts about it. So she, you know, tells us all about life after the circle would echo a lot of the same kind of feelings as Tim. And also something I didn't know is that Jan was part of the pilot episode. So there was a pilot shot over a weekend and also include Dan from season one. So she tells us all about that. She tells us all about where she was before she came into the circle. So that kind of quarantine area. So she was obviously one of the later ones to join. And she tells us what she's been up to over COVID, including giving us some TV and movie recommendations. One of them was the Rocket was the Rocket Man or Rocket Man. Um, which I hadn't seen because I had this chat with her about, I'd say about a week ago, maybe a little bit more. And I've watched it since. Great movie. So if you're looking for something to watch, throw that on. And I must say, for somebody who's never spoken to Jan before, like it felt like I was chatting to a friend. She is just so warm and lovely and exactly what you'd expect. That real mama bear personality. So make sure you stay on and listen. It is a good one. There's so much that I could put in this little bit at the start to say what she talked about. It's a brilliant episode. But yeah, Friday. How is it Friday already? I honestly have no idea. This week seems to be flying. Still having the Christmas shopping done. Haven't even started. Usually by this stage, like I'm I'm a late Christmas shopper. So I leave everything to the last minute. But always I'll have like ideas of what I want to get or some thoughts about it. This time, like nothing. I I, I don't know what I'm getting people. Because you can't even really, well here anyway, you can't go into the shops for a little look around. Keeping everything crossed for December 1st so we can. But it's also Black Friday. So if you haven't got any of your shopping done, now is probably a good time to do it. While there's some good discounts because I love a good discount. Like my favourite thing is, do you know when you go into the supermarkets at a certain time of the day and they have all their stuff reduced with all the yellow stickers? Ugh, it is like my heaven just going around seeing what's like on offer and then I always end up buying stuff that goes off that day and I have no intention of eating it that day but I'm like well it's 30 cent it's a bargain and then I'll bring it home and force myself to eat it um so probably not the right message to be sending people buy what you need no food waste so without much further small talk here it is here's my chat with Jan enjoy Hi, Jan. Thank you so much for joining us on the Circle Unofficial Podcast. How are you? Hello, Seamus. How are you? I'm very good. Can you believe it's been over a year since the show? Um, No, but then again, it's been a very unusual kind of year. So, you know, for a while, everything was post-Circle and then everything became everything COVID. So, um, yeah, I, I, I find it all very weird. Yeah, that, uh, it's, such it's, a, it's a year. It's a real small kind of window of being able to actually enjoy it and, you know, no. really take 
advantage of everything that I could that I brought. Yeah, I mean, I you know when I think back, um, I I was asked to go back to do it because I did the pilot for the show. Oh no way! Um, yeah, and um, I tell you who did the pilot as well was Dan from season one. Yes. Um, neither one of us knew until we met up in London as a group and it just came and, and I I had someone had dropped you know a message and said um, did you know that Dan was in the original pilot with you um, he didn't know that I was I didn't know he was and we we were just like no way I mean I, he's so tall the fellow I'm five foot four and I think he's a good 13 inches taller than me and I just kept looking up at him going yes way yes <laughs> We were both in. We were both in the show. You know, we both did the pilot. Oh, that's um, small world. Oh no, it's just nice to meet him actually, because I had a good vibe from him when we were doing the pilot. Yeah. But I mean, and we, was he being? A, were, you, were you all being yourself in the pilot, or how did that work? No, I was just being me. Um, there were other people who were catfishing, as I found out. There was a guy who was pretending to be a Norwegian airline pilot. <laughs> um, well and I, I said to the when we I was doing a record to it, like an interview to camera, I said, "How can you be a Norwegian airline pilot and have never been to Norway?" Because I asked him, you know, where, whereabouts in Norway, you know, do you live? And he said, "I don't know. I've never been to Norway." And the alarm bells went off. I thought, "You are having a laugh." Oh my god, that's like one of the stupidest like slip ups. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was what it was. It, the guy got delete, got uh, blocked, and it was just so sad. I don't know why I was just maybe I was just in an emotional state. I'm quite an emotional uh, person, I feel things. An empath, empaths just feel when you know, when someone's going through being blocked and rejected, it, it you know, it's sort of ah, you know, yeah, you feel it yourself. Um, yeah, I know, but it, it was good fun. It was good fun. And how long so did the, like, the pilot work long, like last for? We were filming over two days. Um, same kind of setup in apartments. Never got to see each other, and it was um, yeah, it was the first time um, you realise that you know social media. Um, they'd always talked about people being catfish or fake profiles, and there I was in a in an apartment, and the only connection I had was was via. Um, you know, sort of social media, sort of a, a live feed into my apartment. But it was um, it was a lot freer than it was on the actual filming. Yeah. The filming itself, when you when we did the the, the real thing, was um, very structured, scheduled, um, and edited. Yeah. Not easy. It wasn't ideal because it, I mean, if you're if you're someone who like naturally flows, if you talk and you're saying something. You know, having it edited and having having to rethink or having to, you know, that's not how you deal with people. So anybody within the circle in each of the apartments, everyone was being subjected to this sort of regimen, and and the the restrictions were very frustrating for me. Well, I wanted to free, but I wasn't allowed to. I'm not saying I wasn't treated well because I was, um, and I met some lovely people. Um, but the problem was that it wasn't the 
you know, I wasn't able to be as flowing and as, what's the word? What's the <laughs> word? Communicative as I usually am. I'm, I mean, I, I'm a one-liner. I, I, you know, I, I, I say things, I banter. I like, I bounce off other people. That's what's normal for me. Yeah, I'd be the same. Uh, to be in like I need, yeah. Yeah. And then to, to find that your, your wings are clipped, not, not easy. And I watched tough. it back and I have to say, I am, after I did the, the, you know, the going in um, episode when that was on the live show, when I went up against Andrea, oh, yes. um, I mean, oh, you know, come on, <laughs> absolutely drop dead gorgeous. Um, but, you know, go, when I watched it back, there were things that, that just shouted at me, like, how comes they gave him a joke book and I didn't get one? Yeah. Um, and I suppose, now, it's, you know, and the way things are edited, you know, you can put them in whatever sequence into, you know, whatever reactions, you know, you can tell a story to the way you edit it. You can very much tell a story, but, um, you know, media, TV, it, it shows you what they want you to see, not what the reality is. And if you're doing a show like The Circle, you have to have structure. Um, and the minute you have structure, you have boundaries, um, which takes away that sort of the delicious free flow of communication and, and people reacting in, in time, you know, and I, you know, not out of sequence. Yeah. It doesn't, it, that sort of thing just doesn't, doesn't work for me. But I, you know, I watch other sort of reality shows like, you know, Studio Lambert's Gogglebox, and I watch them as they pretend to be switching on the TV with their remote controls. It's hilarious. Yeah, um, like obviously they're not know. sitting there while. Yeah. You know, it's all like, yeah. yeah, it all tells the story. And when did you yeah. when you watched it back? Were you, were you surprised at some parts being like, that's not how that happened, or? Yeah, I, I was I was surprised at a lot of it. Um, obviously, finding out that Sammy was James. Oh yeah. Because a lot of my communication was was with Sammy, because and like being moms, you know, you know, being very much the kind of moms of the group. Yeah, and I found it very emotional watching it back because I knew how I felt, and therefore whatever I was getting back, um, although James said that you know he a lot of him he, he he got to a point where he didn't want to be talking about charlie because he knew that there was a a knock-on effect that he would probably be hurting people yeah um, but i think you know when you go in before you go in you could just be like oh i'm gonna lie about everything i'm gonna do what it takes to actually win but when you start building those relationships it's so much harder mm -hmm. to kind of lie to people you know um yeah and I think he probably struggled to do that. And then he really just didn't want to talk about it because. Yeah, because, you know, I think the, the when they, they gave the um, circle of trust, they brought that in. You know, that's that becomes like really good TV because people then jump on that and say, you know, there's this guy who's just decided he's going to blow it all out of the water. Um, I'm not winning, you know, I'm not going to win if I don't do something. Um, and for whatever your 
uh, your your intentions whether you're doing that to, to push other people up the ladder or whether you're you want to be at the top of it um he certainly found a, a great way to do it but I, I don't think for one moment he thought he would come out to such um spite yeah. you know and and, and it, it's just i wouldn't i'm so glad that i didn't have to come out to that you know yeah. I've, I've i've had nothing but but a lot of love and support and a lot of people saying they wish I'd gone in at the beginning because I probably would have had a good chance of, of, of being in the final. 100% and everyone was saying that as well from, you know, what I was seeing online. People really loved you. And, and I, you know, I was enjoying it, Seamus, because, I mean, where else can you be locked away? talking to yourself all day <laughs> yeah, and you know what and like not have to worry about oh i have to go do the dishes or oh you know i better go do the laundry like to just get away or oh i better text that person back i say it was lovely to yeah. just have a little week away play a few yeah, games i would have loved to have gone in at the beginning yeah. um i found a poem that i wrote when i was in hiding okay. and it was more than very telling um and the only person i've ever read it to is tim oh, um, to because it it was it it's how i felt being cut off from everyone um and they, okay there's 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 a method in madness you've got to do that because you're not allowed to be exposed to anything that that could tell you where you know who was in the circle who was who was doing well who wasn't mm-hmm. um and waiting in the wings as i did wasn't ideal not for me, because I'm a very sociable person. So I was cut off from everyone. Yeah. I, and I didn't get my phone back till a month later. And the first person I videoed, uh, uh, called was my daughter, who I spoke about in the show. And, and I just don't think that people realise just how difficult it was. She'd gone to, off to university on the 14th of September, and I went off to Manchester to go into hiding on the 22nd. Um, and it's the last person I spoke to as I went through the barrier at Manchester Piccadilly Station was my daughter. And she said to me, when are they taking your phone away, Mum? So I said, any minute now. Because I could see my chaperone. And there you go. I handed my phone over and I was cut off for a month. Because um, um, I, I remember talking to um, one of the contestants from season one. And they they kind of loved that time. They were like, they stayed in this kind of cottage outside of Manchester. They watched movies, they got takeaways. Um, but I think she had people there to hang out with her. It sounds like you were kind of more on your own, were you? No, I had people to, to hang out with. You know, I, I wasn't on my own. I wasn't allowed to go outside. I was in a basement, a basement flat in a huge house in Manchester, beautiful place. Yeah. And they had a big garden, but I wasn't allowed to go anywhere without my chaperone, even outside the front door. Um, And I just think that had I known that 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 restriction was there and it was, it was difficult, you know, I, I, I'm so used to being on the phone to my friends or you talk to my daughter or, you know, FaceTime, that kind of thing. And then there I was with a complete stranger, 24-7. And, yeah, we, we we got takeaways, but I also did a lot of cooking and I was doing all the laundry and I was 
making sure the clothes were dry for both of us. Um, I, I, I quintessentially was a mum to this, this woman. Um, and I think she, she let me be that person because I think she understood that that's what I am. Yeah. You know, I'm a mum and, and I look you know, after people. Yeah, and you know, it kind of gives you something to do um, and keep you kind of occupied in a way. But I suppose if you had known that you would have to do that and not be one of the first, first people in, would you have done it? Um, I don't know. $64,000 question. Um, no. I think I would have thought about it. I mean, knowing how it's very difficult for anyone who joins any show, you think about people who go into Big Brother, people who go into I'm a Celebrity, anyone who joins you know, some way through the proceedings, they've got catch-up to do because there is always this caucus of people who started out together and they have this sort of camaraderie and they, they forge bonds and the bonds were there long before I walked through the door. Yeah. Um, I think we can so really I, see that in season one, but for, for Paddy to make, to make it, to be a winner and coming in so late was, I think a huge shock for a lot of people. There was, there was the difference with Paddy was that, you know, he, he, he set out his stall and he, he, you know, he, he disclosed that he had cerebral palsy um, yeah. in his legs. Um, now, not, not sort of detracting from his personality in any way, there weren't many people who were going to vote against him. No. Um, and, I, and, you know, if that sounds wrong, I, I don't mean it to. You know, he was honest with, he, he opened up to everybody. And said that, I mean, he could have been a huge catfish and people would, I mean, I don't think anybody would have claimed to have a disability um, or a sort of a, a different ability, um, you know, to to win votes. I don't think they would have done that at all. No. Uh, that would have gone down really badly oh in God, the Great White Oh my God, when you came out of there, the hate you would get online, you would definitely Absolutely. regret that. Yeah, um, so I... So by doing that, he declared that he was genuine, which I think when you're in there, Seamus, you don't know who's genuine or who isn't. Of course. So to have someone do that had to be real. They had to be genuine. And at least, you know, in, most, in a way, that's the one thing you know, at least that's something you know is true, at least. You're like, okay, out of everyone, I know this one piece of fact is true. He has to be real. Yeah. It had to be real. I mean, and if you know that someone's real and you have your, if you're going to bet on a horse and if you're betting blind, if you know that one of them um, is definitely, you know, a front runner and, and the others aren't, you haven't got a clue of the others, which one are you going to put your money on? Um, and I just think that the minute that he disclosed that he was, um, he had his, his um, you know, cerebral palsy. I think what it what it did was it it made him real. Yeah. Um, and when you're in that in your an apartment and you're looking at who do you, who's real and who's not, I think at a point I suspended all. Did I really care? Because I know this sounds it sounds crazy, but you know I didn't have. I said before I went in, I didn't have a strategy. I, I I'm not a strategist. You know, I can work things out. If you you put me in a real situation. But when I'm in a situation where I've got a clue who the other people are, 
what would be the point of me trying to work out who was real and who wasn't? You know, Tim thought I wasn't genuine because I didn't come back and start talking about thousands or whatever of children's television programs. He was wanting me to talk about the, the kids' programs from the 60s. Um, I thought I'd mentioned enough. I thought I'd talked about enough, but that in itself left him wondering, was, that, was I real? Yeah. Um, we have things. an amazing friendship now. We have an amazing friendship. He's, um, a, oh, he's an absolute joy to speak to. Uh, I spoke to him earlier on today. And he's, yeah, he also yeah, f- talked a lot about the good and the bad sides of entering yeah. the circle and how it's edited and kind of, you know, a bit of care before and after and stuff. And, yeah. you know, and he, it was a very honest, open chat, um, which was yeah. very, you know, it was very different because, like, when I last spoke to Tim, it was directly after the show. And I think, you know, it's all the excitement and the hope and, you know, it was a very different kind of conversation to the one we had today um, a yeah. year later. Yeah. The excitement and the hope. Um, I think that to take people, some have probably been in the, you know, done acting or they've been on TV or whatever, in whatever capacity. You know, I'd, I'd done pantomime. I've done three pantos and um, as principal, as lead. Um, all singing, all performing. Oh, I um, love a good panto. I love a panto, don't we all? He's behind you. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you said that, I'd, I'd look. Do you know what I mean, Seamus? I'd look behind me then. You missed, you missed your cue. You missed your cue. <laughs> and I was so close to it. I actually really was. Uh, I think if you left at another second, I totally would have. Because I was like, is there somebody? <laughs> Although no, I can no, still no. see myself. So, um, yeah. Um, no, but I was very what is, what is that picture behind you? Uh, I don't know. What's the picture paint. on the wall? It's just like a big painting with loads of different paint just thrown on it. Uh, I don't think it really means anything. I think it's up for interpretation. Some well, people I, see you know like what? Spanish what? dancers. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Or a matador. Yeah, no, they're just kind of brush strokes. But um, anyway, so looking back on it, um, like any regrets, would you do it again? Um, I think if I knew then what I know now, I, I, yeah, I'd still do it because, yeah. you know, I, I didn't have a bad ride. I came, I came through it pretty unscathed. Um, I had my moments coming out of the show afterwards where the reality was that it, it seemed that you, the, the top five, the, the, you know, the finalists um, were being, what's the word, honoured. They were being, um, they were being regarded and that anybody else wasn't. And I, my point that I kept saying to um, a, a, a person who worked at the studio was there were 14 people who participated in the show and the programme. And those 14 people all contributed. You can't then just look at five people. When you're talking about people in this particular inst who have been um, successful enough to get into the last five, um, well, I know that there were at least three people that I would never have ever, ever have voted to win. Um, 
you can work out whoever they are, but yeah. it's internal. It's an internal vote. So the people who are left in the last five, whether they've got there because, you know, people really genuinely like them, or I don't think that there was, en- there was enough bone or meat on the bones to ever say that you knew everybody who was in there and that you would you were guaranteed that whoever you thought they were the pictures up there were that were those it was it was all a game and that at the end of the day is what it is it's a game but but i wanted the studio to appreciate that 14 people took part in that game and that they should have all been acknowledged when it came to things you know after the event um I didn't go in there thinking I'd come off and be the next Oprah Winfrey. Um, I'd love to have done some presenting. I'd love to do, I'd love to do something. I mean, I'm very, um, you know, I, I work well with people. I love being with people. It's like, that's manna from heaven for me. So yeah. I, I work very well with people and I, you know, in that capacity, I could do anything. I, I could have presented, I could have, you done a chat, a chat show, could have done it, but totally. you know, that's not why I did it. Um, and that's the way you kind of came across in this show is you know, you weren't doing it for that, but no. if somebody offered it, you would be great at it. Um, and has there been kind of any opportunities kind of in the last kind of year from it um, that have helped? No, I mean, when I, when I met up with the, the PR company as I, when I came out. Um, I did say that if nothing else, the one thing I wanted to do was be able to uh, do a lot of charity work. Um, you know, there's no point in, in if you want to call it celebrity, I mean, I'm not a celebrity, but there's no point in getting um, recognition if you can't use that to, to best effect. And that's what I said I would do. Anything you want, I'll go and, you know, I'll open a, a kid's wing at this or, a, you know, I'd do anything to support um, bona, fide, bona fide charities. And um, the one thing I did get, and, I, and I'm ever grateful, is that a, a lovely gentleman called Daniel Westwood contacted me and said, would I be interested in joining his campaign, which was hashtag here for you, mm-hmm. dealing with people with anxiety and mental health issues um, and being sort of an ambassador for that. I went absolutely, you know, and Daniel and I have become very good friends. Um, I did a podcast for Mind. Um, yes. You know, I did. I want to come out and be, um, you know, wined and dined, and you know, have have fame. Well, I don't know because I, it just depends on what you do with it. Yeah. Um, I'm a normal person. I'm a very genuine person. That when I went into it. You know, I'm a wife and mum. I'm now divorced and I'm still a mum. You know, uh, I've moved house. I've, I've come, I'm living on my own out in near Rochester in Kent. And um, life's pretty good. It's been busy and I've been eating loads of dust as they're doing work. But um, I'm very lucky because, you know, I didn't come off there and I didn't think, there's a lot of people who leave reality TV shows and their expectations are never met. And you've had, there's been what, worldwide, over 30 people have ended their lives. Yeah. Now that's 30 people too many, Seamus. Yeah. And the, and the, the one thing that, you know, both Tim and I, we, we want, we've been trying to campaign and genuinely campaign to get the 
um, regulations on reality TV, have it changed so that people are supported before, during, and after. Um, not not by anyone with from the from the the studio, but you know, if you're an actor, you're supported by equity. You have them to fall back on. Majority of people, when they go on TV, they have they have an agent. Yeah. They pluck people out of the air. Majority of the people, I didn't have an agent when I went in there. Neither did Tim. Most of the people didn't have an agent. And your agent would be working to your best um, interest and looking after you and looking out for you mm-hmm. and protecting and, you. And even because while it's you're in a there, very, you know, at least yeah. get one before you go in. And while you're in there, they can be getting things moving or, you know, supporting yeah. you from the outside. Yeah. Um, that's if I knew then what I know now, that's where the difference would be, Seamus. It would be, you know, secure someone who is going to protect me. Um, and I would say the same for anyone going into reality TV because it's, it's, a, it's cutthroat. Yeah. You are going into an environment where you are, you do your bit, then you go. You're like a performing monkey, you know. Um, that sounds awful, but it, it, that's pretty much where it is. You perform, you are guided to do and say things. Um, you know, the best TV, the gold TV, is when people do things which are irrational, outrageous, and, and shocking. So when you come out with things, or when you're doing things, it means that the, the producers are getting their pound of flesh because they know that the, that the, the paying public are going to say, oh, wow, did you see this? And drawing people to watch the next episode because they want to see people making fools of themselves, dancing around, you know, flashing, do whatever they've got to do. I didn't flash. That's mm-hmm. one thing my daughter said to me, mum. Mum, she said, please, when you're in there, don't swear and don't, don't, don't do anything outrageous. Um, well, outrageous, I, I could she, cover a whole lot. Um. Yeah. That was a, that's huge. The very James, clever yeah. use of a word, you know, anything outrageous yeah. could be pretty much anything. But yeah, like I know what you mean, you know, there's those 30 people that you talk about and like they're for such preventable reasons and it's this extreme, you know, a lot of people quit their jobs before they go into reality TV. Mm. You've got this expectation, you're put up on a pedestal, but it depends mm. on where you finish in that competition. Like you might be out one night, you're the big news up until two days later when there's somebody else out. Um, yes, it's real it's, it's, it's today's yeah. news. Today's news. Tomorrow's chip paper. Yeah, and you're very much you're eaten up very quickly. Um, you watch the film Chicago. Um, yeah, Chicago. You watch how, and that is that. I was watching it, funnily enough, not that long ago, and the the way that someone who wants to be noticed just does something a little bit more than the people who are being, you know, the Rennie Zellweger and the, you know, the um, Catherine Zeta Jones, the way that they, they outwitted, outpitted each other because they wanted, each wanted the, the front page headlines. That's, you know, that in itself is an extreme example of how things can happen. And I'm not, not willing to sell my soul uh, or do anything you know, having been on TV, I would, you know, was I that desperate to be back in the headlines or back on TV or in any way? 
No, because um, there's such a thing as dignity and there's integrity. And I wasn't prepared to do anything that, that didn't go or fall within those, those lines. Yeah. Um, plus, really. I've got a daughter. And it mattered to me more than anything that, that when I first spoke to her and I got my phone back, she told me she was proud of me, Seamus. Yeah. That meant everything, absolutely everything. Because if your children can say, well, she was crying and she doesn't do the tear thing. She's just not like that. And she said, I've missed you so much. I'm so proud of you. I'm just so proud of you. Um, and you're like, when you're I getting know I've done a good job. Like that's, I know I've done well. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a victory. I, you, know, you know, I, I, so it's a bit like, I, I, it's a bit like, what's the word? Stop while you're ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, just stop whilst you're ahead, Seamus, and, and you don't need to take it any further. Uh, do good things with what you've, the, the slight, the slight celebrity you had. Just do good things with it. You know, I do that in my personal life anyway. I've always been that person. So it's an extension of where I was. Yeah. Um, and with, like, and I, know, I'm, with that level of celebrities, was there any lovely messages from a fan or anything that kind of sticks out from you after your time? It was a young, young mum who had said that, you know, it was, she was talking about her daughter, young daughter. And she'd been very, her mum, she, the mum had been ill. Um, and there were, you know, there were messages that were coming through and I just, I messaged every single one back, every single person. Um, and this particular lady, I, I, I followed her, I follow her. There's a couple of people, um, you know, people, I'm, it's not that I'm a soft touch for a sob story, Seamus, but I think that, you know, we, we recognise, you have to recognise that it's not easy for everyone. There are some really uh, very unhappy people out there and they're going through some hell. Um, you know, and I've had mental health issues over the years and for somebody to reach out and support me, when I needed them, and I know this individual um, that's, that's literally just leapt into my mind. And, you know, this woman helped me more than she will ever know. Um, I won't say what her name is, but um, she took me back to her home with her, her girlfriend and, and literally broke the chain that I was in at the time I, after I lost my dad. And I would never, ever forget that. And that's, the, that's why, you know, it means so much when you can do something, you can, you can message and say, you know, I'm here if you want to talk to me. Um, and, you know, I, I still, I, you know, every now and again, little messages every now and again. You know, the, the, the guy from Northern Ireland, we've become really good friends. So we, we video chat. Um, so I've got the soft Southern Irish and I've got the Northern Ireland, you know, the Banbridge, yeah. Uh, Hello, there, you know. Um, and he, <laughs> he goes mad when, yeah, he goes mad when I, I, I try and take off the accent. Um, but he does a really mean cockney. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I mean, you, I've, I've spoken to some lovely people. Yeah, there were some weirdos. There was some. There really is, John, John, the internet is full of them. Um, but oh yeah, yeah we'll continue. Any funny stories there? No, with it, no, there were they, no. Um, well, there was a 21-year-old. I mean, whether he was genuine or not, there was a 21-year-old who 
said that he wanted to to basically have a relationship with me oh now God, i'm all for you know i'm all for being a bit of a cougar um but there 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 is a line i've got to draw you know it when he's that close in age to my daughter. yeah it was that was too far yeah. um so i had to end that connection that was a weird one um but there, no it's some very very lovely people my twitter account apparently was ringing off the wall but I, I haven't, I've only, someone showed me my Twitter account and I don't even know because they were following me. Um, so they can see what, what's on there. But I actually have not accessed my Twitter account for over, over a year. What? Yeah, I but know. There, so there was so much love on there and, there was, and so much support. And, and you know, I, I came off that program and... And, and I felt a great deal of support and love, which, you know, did, was, was, I, was I signed up to, to have my own chat show? No. Was I signed up to do a, you know, a, a travel blog or vlog with Tim? No. But um, I came out, and like I say, you, you, you know, cut your losses, get, get out whilst the going's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, okay, um, so. And I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, I do remember my first visit into um, uh, Trafford Centre when I came off the programme, and um, it was I was allowed to go out at this point because my the show that I'd been blocked in had been aired. So I'd gone out with like the the welfare guy and uh, and a new chaperone, this young girl, and um, she was lovely. They were both lovely. And I'm sitting in, I don't know if it was Nando, yeah, it was Nando's. And uh, there was a young woman walked past and she looked at me and it was, she'd clocked me. She knew, she knew who I was. And um, she went past and kept looking at me. And then she sat down. And then when she went to walk past, she said, uh, oh, Jan, she said, I really loved you. She said, I really wish you'd, you know, you'd gone in sooner. I really wish I really loved you. And it was, it was it was so lovely. And I said, oh, thank you very much. You know, it's really kind of you. Anyway, she went and I just sat there and I went, oh, my first fan. <laughs> you know, it, and it was, it was just surreal. It just really was surreal. People, you know, I had people coming up to me in, um, in shopping centres and, you know, where I've been out. The guy who was on the, the train coming back, who was, uh, you know, serving in their buffet car, he and his, his boyfriend, they both watched the show and they loved it. And um, I ended up doing a, a happy birthday video for his boyfriend. Amazing. And, um, you know, it, it was, you know, if you can make someone, I've always been this, this, this crazy clown of a person. I like to be comical. I like to make people laugh. So as, as a, another way to do it, you, you're, if you're putting a smile on someone's face because you've done something and you said, you've messaged them and said, you know, I acknowledge you, I'm, I'm saying... I know you're there and that I uh, thank you for supporting me and things like that. Um, that's, a, that's just, that's priceless. It, it, it's just priceless. Yeah. You know, no, have I come out and got a, a six figure contract? No, I haven't, but I'm that's still not, glad I did it. Shane. Yeah. I'm still glad that I'm, I'm, I can talk to people like you, you know, a year on, you know, and there's a, and, and I'm, I'm sort of relevant to the, the circle clan as it were always part of the family yeah i know i know i want to catch up with katie again um Love katie. we we spoke a lot and she's lovely i've got a lot of time for katie sire and um, you know he's gone back to his farm and he's 
he's he's doing his bit down there for King and Country. Um, and, I, and you know, when I message people on on the Instagram and and as I say, I talk regularly with Tim. Like if I don't talk to him, probably twice, three times a week. It, that's something. Do you know what I mean? No, we talk all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be chatting uh, to a good few of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to well, hearing how everyone's my, getting on. Give them all my love. I will. Um, um, so then, you know, also just a quick fire kind of round at the end. Um, now that we're all kind of stuck at home, a bit on lockdown, has there been uh, a book that you've read that you would recommend to people to read? I'd skip. I, I, um, I don't really read that much, so I'd probably skip that one. I don't read. Grant, I, well, I read Any movie you've seen, movie or TV show? I'd say I watched Rocket Man. Oh, and I, I cried still to watch that. I must watch it. I'm not going to love Elton John. I mean, no spoilers, but um, I just sat and cried. Um, and I just think that you know, you we see people. This is another thing. We we we're shown people. We're shown. We're given an image, and that's what what we all subscribe to. But underneath it all, you know, how did he become the... I mean, he's, he's a genius. Yeah. The man is an absolute genius, a musical genius. But the way he became he, who he is and what he had to put up with as a kid, I just sat and cried. It really moved me. Absolutely moved. That and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, so there's a theme. The music. It's there's the music. Um, great suggestion. I'm definitely going to watch that because I'm actually off work for the week. Um, that might even be a bit of a movie for tonight. I'm going to light the fire scene. Um, I'm such an old man. Um, you have to message me and let me know what you think of it, though. Oh, I will do. I definitely will. Um, any recipe or dish that you've tried over lockdown that uh, has been a bit of a success that you'd recommend people to try? Um, well, I've, I've not really not really been cooking. I did a lot of baking when I was in in the apartment um, that no one saw. I wish you'd seen the fabulous cake I made. Um, oh. Everyone was, everyone had a piece of my cake. Um, what have I cooked? I mean, I've, I've, I've been, because I've been so sort of busy getting used to being in my home, getting it done, um, jobs being done. Um, I haven't really been that adventurous, but having said that, my new neighbor who lives next door, she's absolutely amazing and wonderful. And I'm going in for dinner tonight at seven o'clock. Oh, so nice. um, and she's doing a she's doing um a sweet chili chicken, Yum. and I can't wait, I can't wait, Seamus. But she's oh. a good cook. I am and obsessed. I'm... Like, I like I like the circle and all. Like, if I was going to do a podcast on something I really love, it would be like food. But there's enough yeah. of them out there. Um, yeah, yum. I love going. To, I love entertaining people, and I love going to people's houses for food. I just yeah, and sitting yeah. around the table chatting having some wine oh i love it we all have to come over i we'll will come as over soon as this pandemic's over i'll be over i'll bring dessert yeah that's just a slight problem with the pandemic yeah you come over and um come and join me we, we I'll, I'll throw a little dinner party i'll see if i can get tim down oh um, lovely i'd actually love that yeah and, and i'd love that too because i mean i keep saying i, I mean I, I did invite i was supposed to be going up to rugby to see uh, Tim before all this craziness. Jan, thank you so much. For, is, is it Jan or Janet? Because generally sometimes some people would have like a TV name or, uh, you no, know, short Jan. Jan. Well, we're friends then. Jan or Jan. 
or JJ. That's, oh, that's, JJ. that's what other people say, Janet Jones. JJ. Janet Jones, JJ. Now you're in my mate, I'm going to call you JJ. Thank you so much for coming okay. on the show. It's been lovely to hear, because, you know, last time we didn't get a chance to chat uh, between one thing and another. And because I used to record the podcast every single night, uh, towards the end, yeah. I just, I couldn't fit in anymore. Uh, but it's been lovely to chat to you now and to hear your experience. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Seamus. You're a lovely man. Thank and you. I look forward to seeing you when, when the crazy COVID stuff's finished. When the crazy COVID stuff's finished, I'm coming over for that dinner. Tim's coming over. Oh, we'll you. have a few drinks. I'll bring dessert to kill a bottle of wine. Oh, we, I, you know, uh, I will treat you to some uh, something something exotic. <laughs> oh, sounds oh. interesting. Thank you so much, Jan. We'll chat to you soon. No, thank you. God Bye. bless. Take care. Mwah.